Welcome to the Podcast Podcast. The podcast where we podcast about podcasts. I am Dita. And I'm Lisa. Hey, Dita. Lisa! How are you doing this week? I'm hanging in there. It has been a minute since we recorded. It has. I didn't have electricity for another week, so uh, our last episode was delayed because I couldn't edit it and we couldn't record anything. <laughs> but uh, I think, has the problem been pretty well resolved? have permanent electricity also i got mad and bought a 900 dollars generator mm. which solves like most of my problems yeah and considering this happens yearly it's not a bad investment no i've been putting it off but uh i was like offered a rebate so i took it mm. nice yeah. uh well i've had a an interesting week uh it turns out <laughs> that i needed new glasses Oh. Which, in all fairness, the last time I had my eyes checked was probably about a decade ago, which is not intentional. Yeah, you're supposed to do that every year. <laughs> well, the thing is that my prescription, ever since I was first given one, is incredibly low. Like, I've never gone above, so I'm um, farsighted, so I've never gone ab above a positive 0.75, I think, which is the lowest you can usually find at like CVS is a positive one. So like, it's never been that big of an issue. At least, you know, it doesn't necessarily impact my ability to do day to day activities, you know, and I don't need glasses to like, pass my driver's test or whatever, right? Oh, yeah, just brag. <laughs> my nearsighted butt can't do much of anything without glasses on these things. <laughs> I can read a book. That's what Sorry. I can do without glasses on. And that's why I read so much. Yeah, uh, <laughs> sorry. But, uh, so the thing is that, like, maybe I should have gotten my eyes checked a while ago because I realized fairly recently, but it, it's been going on for a while, that, um, at, like, if I'm at work and I'm at the computer screens, like, slowly throughout the course of the day, I get, like, closer and closer to the screen. And it's it's <laughs> not that, like, I can't see the screen. Like, it's not, like, this, the nothing is ever at any point blurry. It's just that my eyes are having to work harder. And I, I kept getting, uh, like, tension headaches by the end of the day, um, like, within the last, like, six to eight months. And I said, you know what, Dita, you have eye vision health insurance. You should go get your eyeballs. <laughs> and so I did. Um, and it was an interesting experience. So my most recent prescription from whenever that was was a positive 0.75. And it turns out they, they, they knocked my prescription down. So now I'm at a positive 0.5 again. I asked, I was like, so has my prescription changed? And she goes, yeah, but only by a quarter of a diopter. And I'm thinking, okay, now I'm at like, you know, normal person reading glasses. No, I am lower again. But uh, the trade-off is that now I have to wear glasses all of the time. Uh, and I also have a minor astigmatism. Yeah, more people have that than realize they have it. I did not know that you could develop them in adulthood. Yeah, I mean, it's just eyeball shape. That's all it is. It just means your eyeball shape is weird. Yeah, but how did my eyeball shape change? That's what I don't Ida, understand. Ida, you have weird body stuff. Well, so this is the other thing. <laughs> she goes, yeah, so the main thing is, like, we need to have you wearing your glasses all the time because uh, the muscles in your eyes are working too hard. And I went, well, that tracks. <laughs> See? You have weird muscle stuff. Of course you have astigmatism after a while because weird muscles in your eyeballs did weird things. Just like weird muscles in your ankles decided to stop working. <laughs> stop calling me out. <laughs> I get it. I'm wonky. <laughs> I 
Well, so the astigmatism is like separate. The muscle thing is just like the reason I get closer and closer to the screen is because my eyeballs is, are working real hard. And it's like, well, why don't <laughs> they just stop working like other people's eyeballs? <laughs> my body's like, but but tight muscles. That's that's what we do. At least at least your experience has been relatively mild. Like, oh yeah. What was it? Two years ago? Yeah, it was two years ago. I got sent overnight to a big hospital because my optic nerve didn't look right. Oh, I remember that. And they were they were gonna do like a lumbar puncture because they weren't sure if I had a brain tumor or not. <laughs> and then uh, some dude with really bad breath, like his breath was so bad it went through my mask and his mask. Um, some dude mm. with really bad breath like stared into my eyeballs for like fifteen seconds and said, "Oh yeah, she's fine. They're just not from the textbook. They just are in a different position." And then I had to have like checkups every three months for the next year. Hmm. Well, better than having a brain tumor. Oh, yeah. No, I was not looking forward to the lumbar puncture. They did not tell me about until I was sitting in that chair. uh, I also got an mm. ultrasound on my eyeballs at that time, which was really interesting. How does one ultrasound an eyeball? You have a thing and you put it on their eyeball and you move it around. That sounds terrible. It's like a a vibrating, like, bottle cap shaped thing. Huh. Maybe a little bigger than that. Yeah. Interesting. It's like the size of a Gatorade cap. So... Yeah, my experience has been okay. The thing is that be, due to the, like, astigmatism, and also I have anti-fatigue lenses, so, like, the bottom quarter or so of my glasses has, like, a slightly higher prescription. Um, every time I turn my head, things warp, and it's yep. very disconcerting. Welcome to the world of having to wear glasses all the time. Also, how are, like, how do you keep your glasses clean? Because I swear. You don't. Like, I look at my glasses sideways, and they're dirty again. You don't. You you just learn to ignore it. Mm. Like mine, I, I probably clean mine a couple times a day. I have some friends like that theirs get grosser. Some some are better. But really, you just like learn how much you can stand to see through. Mm. Because it's never going to be fully clean. There's there's you're going to get scratches anyway. So well, that's uh that's fair. Yep. Speaking of uh, trying to figure out whether or not uh, something is better, uh, we have a podcast to talk about. We do, finally. We have a... Yeah. 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 And uh, I'm actually pretty happy with this one. Just Well, let's let's figure out the way this works. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> the way this works is every week we roll dice to select a platform, a category, and then a show. We listen to two episodes each and are here to talk about what we listen to and give our thoughts on it. So, what's on the hook this week? This week we reeled in Smash Boom Best, which as of recording was number 18 in Kids and Family on Apple Podcasts. Uh, from the website, Smash Boom Best is a debate show for kids and families from the makers of the award-winning podcast Brains On. Every episode takes two cool things, smashes them together, and lets you decide which is best. Our debaters use facts and passion to make their case, teaching listeners how to defend their own opinions along the way. And so for this one, I listened to the episodes Opossums versus Raccoons and Top Hats versus Flip Flops. And I listened to Scorpions versus Butterflies and Palm Trees versus Pine Trees. I really liked this one. Yeah, me too. Uh, I was, yeah, surprised, pleasantly surprised. I had no idea what it was going to be about because I was like, we rolled up on them like, all right, cool. And then I moved on and then I pulled it up this morning. And I'm like, oh, they're teaching kids how to do debate and how logical fallacies work. Yeah. Um, like, it's, it, you know, it's not how, a, like, a standard debate goes, per se, but it's teaching kids how to uh, explain their side of things. Yeah. 
I'm not entirely sure what age this is supposed to be aimed at because so the way they structure their episodes is there's a host and then they have two guests on who are adults um, who, you know, each one takes a side and then they have a kid on to be the judge. And the kids seem to be about like preteens to like early teens. Yeah. But a lot of like the way these things went felt like it was really for, you know, kids around like the nine to 12 mark. High schoolers are not listening to this. Yeah, because they do have like sound effects. They bring in dogs that talk and tell stories, and like it's very kind of goofy. And they're doing skits. Yeah, the way the debate works was really interesting too. Anyway, yeah, it's not not, not a, a ding against it. I just I was as I was listening, I was trying to figure out who is the audience. Yeah, I was doing the same thing. And I, I'm still not entirely sure, but I mean, maybe that just means it's for any kid who's interested. Yeah, I'm thinking early middle school. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm headed, because it's definitely, yeah. it's a little, like, you're not going to find, like, a 14-year-old really digging in on this. And you can kind of understand why they want their judges to be a little bit on the older side. Yeah. Because I, I think in order to judge this, you do have to have some understanding of the way these things work. Like, an 8-year-old is just going to be like, I like that one. Yeah, and I really enjoyed, too, at the end, um, regardless of who won, the debaters spent a couple minutes, like, complimenting each other, which yeah. is really nice. Like, it really, yeah. it really balanced out, like, the respect over mm-hmm. everything else, which was, I think, Definitely. important. You're, you're teaching, you know, kids how to, how to disagree with someone without um, being mean or without being, you know, taking it personally. Yeah. Um, so the first episode I listened to was uh, Top Hats versus Flip Flops. Uh, I have a real thing for hats. <laughs> no. uh, so I thought this one... <laughs> It's not the whole reason we have this podcast, because you have a thing for hats. I mean, it's not, but that is uh, one of the reasons it's named the way it's named. Uh, it's a contributing factor. It's a pretty big yeah, contributing yeah. factor. Look, man, I, uh, I don't know what to tell you there. But um, I think all <laughs> of the episodes follow a similar structure, although the way things are, uh, the way things happen might differ slightly. But so they start out with the initial declaration, which is your explanation of whichever side you're defending is so great. And then it's followed by like a pre-recorded skit, I guess. And then uh, the end is like they're asked, put on the spot to like improv a little bit of a, to do something from the perspective of uh, whatever it is you're defending, I guess. And then there's like a final speak six words about your thing and why it's the best. After every section, they check in with the judge and ask them to write down, you know, their points. And so... Uh, for top hatsters uh, versus flip flops, the you know the initial declaration was why top hats are so good and why flip flops are so good, and uh, it was from there the whole debate was really pinned upon. Uh, basically, one's like this classic, stylish thing, and the and then the other one is like the everyman, and uh, they're uh, I think what they called it was a micro debate or something like that. So they have it's called a micro round. Micro round, yeah. Yeah, I, I wrote it in the notes, in the paragraph. <laughs> Good under. job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you did write a whole thing that I was not paying attention to. I'm sorry. It's okay, you already covered it. Now I don't have to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for this one, uh, their uh, micro round was they had to do an infomercial to sell this thing to aliens. Um, and that was pretty cute. And then the uh, and then their final bit was they had to do an Oscar. A speech from a movie that would make it Oscar worthy. And uh, so in the end, the kid picked flip flops. 
I, I will say the guy who was doing the flip-flops, he spent a lot of time kind of, like, not just, like, saying why flip-flops were great, but also, like, why top hats were, you know, elitist. And I felt like the guy doing the top hats really just focused on top hats. <laughs> he didn't say much about flip-flops either way. Um, and I, I wonder if that swing swung the kid. And, you know, it's also hard to know how much uh, the kids are actually just basing their decisions on the debate versus, like, what they actually think is, you know, cooler or whatever. So that was that one. And then the next one was opossums versus raccoons. Uh, their micro round was a channel surfing. So they did like a bunch of little mini blips from different television channels, uh, you know, from the perspective of the creature. And then their final uh, bit was they had to come up with like a Broadway song uh, from, you know, from the perspective. And so <laughs> the one guy... The guy doing possums did uh, the rap from um, Alexander Hamil Hamilton. Uh, it's from fairly early on in the show. He's like, I, uh, I'm not going to lose my shot or something. Like that. I don't remember what it is. And so he just changed the lyrics to be about possums. And then the, but the raccoons person wrote a whole new song. That was supposed to be like a love song from one raccoon to another raccoon. Mm. Uh, and for that one, I think uh, raccoons won. And I don't have, too much more to say about like the individual episodes. I would say the judge for the opossums versus raccoons one had a little bit more buy-in. Like she was very clearly like enthusiastic about the you know the participation. And it wasn't that the kid from the top hats versus flip flop ones was unhappy to be there, but he just wasn't necessarily as vocal and he seemed a little bit shyer. Um, but I don't necessarily think that made or broke the episodes either way. Yeah, there was definitely a difference in, like, too, you could tell how comfortable the uh, judges were and how much fun they were having. Yeah. The um, palm trees versus pine trees debate was really interesting that way because um, she, the, the judge, she kept kind of chiming in with little thoughts and stuff like that, and it was really good. Yeah, that's what happened for the uh, opossums versus raccoons one. Yeah, and uh, pine trees versus palm trees really focused on the fact that palm trees are not trees. They're <laughs> grass. I love that kind of thing. Right? And then, like, uh, the anti-pine tree argument was like, yeah, but sap is gross and pine needles are pokey. I mean, that is also fair. And you can't hug a pine tree like you can hug a palm tree. It's like, oh, that's very valid. But if you, but then when you're hugging a palm tree, you're not really hugging a tree. Yeah, you're just hugging tall grass. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, the, um, the, I think the palm tree side was the host mm. of a podcast called Jews Love Trees. I love that guy! Yeah. He's great. Yeah, and, like, the Pine Tree guy was like, I, I listened to your podcast, and then I had to do a ton more research because I knew you were going to be really good because you're really amazing <laughs> at what you do. <laughs> it's like, oh, that is such a good compliment to pay someone. <laughs> right? It's like, I actually have to prepare for this because otherwise you're going to call me out because you are, in fact, a subject matter expert. Um, yeah. The Jew Love Tree guys, he has, like, a... He got really big on, like, TikTok and Instagram, um, and he he would do, like, little, I mean, maybe he still does it, I just, I'm very bad about logging into social media these days, but he would, like, take you on walks around his neighborhood and be like, this plant is this, and I just thought it was great. <laughs> so, uh, I'm a fan. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was really good. Uh, it, was, it was fun. I also really enjoyed Scorpions versus Butterflies. They had kind of, like, a, a spa day off of, like, what a what a butterfly spa would be like versus what a scorpion spa would be like. <laughs> and then they had to um, invent a sport for butterflies and a sport for scorpions. 
It was really nice. interesting. Yeah, it was it was really fun. I really enjoyed like how different each of them were. Yeah. It didn't feel repetitive. Definitely. Well, I think it helps that I mean they might repeat like adults at some point, but it's not the same adults for every single episode and so they're you know, they they're doing this, you know, and it's kind of um it's new to them and so they you know, they're kind of they are also figuring out how this thing works and they're not just, it's not rope for them. They're not going, well, I've done this five times and this is the pattern I always follow. Yeah. And, and two, I think the, um, the micro round and the, the ad-libbed prompt as well, change it up so much too. Yeah. Cause for like palm trees versus pine trees, they had to write a letter about their tree mm. or against the other tree. And it was really interesting. One was like an old tiny fancy British sounding person and the other one was a dog mm-hmm. that just thought pine needles hurt <laughs> and sap kept, kept getting stuck on his fur and it just wasn't cool or bodacious or whatever because he was a surfer yeah. dog so like it was really cute the the production team is clearly aware of the fact that this could become stale very quickly yeah and they're trying to keep kids engaged and like the host herself too really seems to be enjoying it like there were times where she just cracked up laughing so everyone oh, yeah. seems like they're having fun yeah, she's having a great time. I, yeah. I actually, I kind of uh, looked forward to her input just because, yeah, it didn't feel like she, you know, I mean, if you become the host of a kid's program, you're probably going to like that kind of thing anyways. But she's clearly not just like there because, you know, she's the, like the producer or whatever. Like she, she thinks this is a fun project. Yeah. And like with any other project, you know, podcast, when the person making the podcast is having a fun time, it shows. Yeah, and and she's definitely having fun listening to these debates and having fun interacting with the judges, the kid judges. Like, she's having a blast and really bringing them into the conversation. Yeah, she's also very good at that, at including, she's not just there hosting, she's trying to, you know, make sure that the the guest judge is included and is comfortable and is engaged. Yeah, phenomenal work, really. Yeah, I, I mean, I really... As uh, you know, for being a kid's podcast, I really enjoyed it. I am, you know, very clearly not a child. A college class once on like philosophical argument or something mm. where we had to like deal with logical fallacies and stuff. And it was just it was a horrible class. Hey. But this like framed everything in such a way that made it so much easier. And I wish I would have had this as a resource <laughs> uh, <laughs> seven years ago when I was taking that class. So the other thing that does happen every episode is there's a little interlude where they cover specific logical fallacies. Yeah. And so so it's a little bit more direct in terms of teaching kids, like, this is why this form of logic doesn't work. Yeah, and they, like, play act it out, and it's really good. Yeah, and, you know, it's it's not too dumbed down. You know, they're treating kids as smart as they are, but it's still fun, and it's it's not, like, boring textbook material. Oh, um, one on one of my episodes, you're going to love this, was uh, mm. one girl asked another one if she wanted an apple, <laughs> and the other girl said no, and the first girl's like, oh, you don't like apples then, I guess, and it's like, but I could be allergic, you don't know that. <laughs> like, yes! Vindication! You're like, in fact, I like apples, and I should not eat them. Yeah, and I will probably say no. But yeah, it was really interesting of, like, um, coming to a conclusion with not enough data of, like, you know... The person was like, yeah, I could like only Granny Smith apples, or I could have just had a sandwich, or I could just not feel like eating an apple because I brushed my teeth, or I could be allergic. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, that last <laughs> one. It's that last one. I know it. But you know. That's funny. Right? 
uh the one that happened during the top hats episode um was it just found the example so funny because they're talking about like just because everybody's doing something doesn't mean it's the best or you know whatever but their example was like well everyone should have a ball pit (laughs) i feel like there are slightly less absurd ways to make an example of that argument but i still appreciate it because honestly i'd love a ball pit (laughs) uh scorpions versus butterflies was two dogs talking Mm. about uh whether they like kids or not the segment was like i don't like kids because one kid was mean to me that one time so all kids are horrible (laughs) this is this is good illustration of this thing that i wish i had as a resource when i was in college so (laughs) well done yeah i learned so ad break ad break so there's like two different flavors of ad in this podcast There's a couple that seem to be targeted at, like, the parents that are hopefully listening along to the podcast with their kids. And then there's Mm -hmm. other ones for, like, like, other shows within the network for educational content. Yeah. I had re-listened to, I was bored the other day, and I had re-listened to uh, our Arthur podcast. Mm -hmm. um, Because I I like our podcast, and sometimes I listen to it. (laughs) We are our own audience. But I, I had listened to it recently, and so then when I was listening to the ads for this one, I went, man, we really are just trying to sell kids capitalism. <laughs> There's an ad for, like, a podcast that's about money, like, and I think it's made by the same network, um, and it's, like, explaining money to kids. But all the things they were talking about was, like, you are, like, one of them was, like, why is rent so high? Or, like, how yeah. does interest work? And I was, like, you're explaining capitalism to children. <laughs> I mean, honestly, let's 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 teach them that nightmare now so that they can change it once they grow up. Sure. Like, I, you know, I don't necessarily <laughs> have a problem with the podcast, but it was just like everything you were talking about. I was like, like, they, yeah, it's I mean, part of the thing that illustrates is that maybe our schools are not doing their jobs because they're not teaching kids these things well. Yeah. Like I had to do an economics class only my senior year of high school. And I remember almost nothing from it. Um a lot of what I know about finance. Your school had economics? My school didn't have economics. For one semester. We had one semester of economics. And it was like, this is how stocks work. They they didn't give us enough foundational knowledge for any of it to really stick. And it wasn't it wasn't necessarily about like day-to-day finances. Like they weren't talking about this is how you budget. It was like a much broader and it just wasn't super helpful. So, you know, I, I'm all for teaching kids about how the world works. I just am a little bit sad that we need to explain what a landlord is. I mean, I guess, but... Yeah. Personal hang-ups there. All right. So, any final thoughts on Smash Boom Best? Um, smash it. <laughs> all right. Smash that subscribe button, I guess, for this one. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that I'm going to be a regular listener, but if I wanted something fun and silly to listen to, because it's basically just like a 30 minutes set of sketches yeah a lot of them are like animals like a lot of the episodes are there was another one i was thinking about doing that was like armadillos versus porcupines (laughs) so there's a lot of that but it's still you know even if you're not a kid it's fun i don't know yeah uh my only complaint was that i kind of wished it was a little longer so the debates felt too fast yes agreed i felt like either the sketches could have been like a little bit longer like another like, I think another 10 minutes, because it's only, like, 30-ish yeah. minutes. I think if you tacked on another 10 minutes. Yeah, like, give me one more round. One yeah. more round of discussion, and that's, that's all I wanted. It was, like, just a little bit more. Definitely. Or, like, 
spend some more time with the judge, like, talking through, you yeah. know, their thoughts or, yeah, something a little bit more. Uh, I do think it would also be kind of fun to set, I, I think it would probably be harder for them, but if they had, like, a panel of kid judges instead of the one, and then they had to, de- like, debate amongst themselves. Now, I like having the one, because then the one gets to interact. If this you had, true. like, three, you wouldn't get that interaction. They'd just be sitting there. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I agree with you. It is one of the few ones where I'm like, this could be longer. Yeah, and, like, it doesn't even be that much longer. Ten minutes. That's exactly what I was saying. It's like, if this was 40 minutes, it'd be perfect. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Well. Well, that concludes this week's episode. Thanks so much for listening. If you'd like to talk to us, our website is podcastpodcast.fish. Our email is podcastfisherman at gmail.com. And we're on Twitter and Instagram at podpodfish. And on Facebook as The Podcast Podcast. Music is by the incomparable Evan Speakman, who you can find on Instagram as at Speakman Recording. Episode is edited by me, Lisa, when I have electricity. (laughs) Sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, Logo and associated artwork is by me, Dita. We'll be back with a fresh catch next week. Bye. Bye.